0: you get Woody Allen to go digital? Oh, that's a very good question. <laughs> yeah, oh, so okay. Well, let me say that uh, um, before the Woody Allen movie, uh, <clears throat> my desire, no doubt, to be on, uh, on what was the most advantaged system in the world, I always was trying to follow. The update updating the technology. In fact, my study uh, came from uh, a technology school. I studied in Italy five years in photography and nine years in cinematography. They include the famous Centro Sperimentale di Cinematografia, which is like the Italian film school. And I think I was uh, very well prepared in one side and I was very ignorant in another side because the major mistake i think is that every institute academy um, or <clears throat> um institution of, of cinema usually uh, teach uh, mainly the technology side if uh, probably uh, <clears throat> several years ago was uh, one of the most important side I don't think it's any longer that in, in so important today, particularly. You know, there was a moment when uh, only the cinematography was able to, let's say, dictate the view of the picture, to, to not only guess according to his experience, to his knowledge, to his sensitivity, he knows pretty well, let's say, till at one level, what the picture will look like the day after, one week later, or two weeks later, according to how far you are from the laboratory. Till one moment when um, uh, electronic cinema came out, and uh, we started to have next side by side uh, an electronic image. At the beginning was very elementary. I did reds, we were embedded. Uh, he told me Vittorio you you know I I am the director but at the same time I am an actor so I need to see myself I was not believing uh, those kind of very flickering contrasting small black and white images I prefer my imagination but no doubt after the first day that uh, particularly uh, in trying to communicate through different co author different collaborators, with the director, or the assistant director, whatever. Showing an image was much more easy for me, particularly for my English language, uh, which was a little, probably poorer than today. And I saw the value to have an image, mainly, at that time, was mainly just for the rhythm and the composition probably we were able to say, to call the assistant director to say, you know, when the camera pan, that's the moment when you give the cue to the door, for the other way, oh, the camera operator, no, wait a minute. Now, can you see that maybe all the attention is going mainly over there, because there is this little red dot. So in order to balance, maybe we should be slightly wider, or maybe we should be more on the right side or the left side, and maybe more tight or whatever. So the two main elements, composition and rhythm, were so much more improved because it was not left only through the camera operator decision, but was also the participation of the cinematographer and the director at that moment. Pratic, the camera operator lost, let's say, the feeling that he always had to be the first spectator, the first audience of the picture. Uh, I was pushing my camera, that we collaborated it together for many, many films with Bernardo Bertolucci or Sir Francis Coppola, particularly at the beginning when I you, says, well, please Enrico, try to, don't look at this technology like an enemy, this can, this can help you, probably it can be very easy for you to tell something to Warren or to the assistant director or whatever in a much more specific way what you need what is we better do and so on and so on and so on for me it was not very useful in the beginning but step by step I was uh, trying to be more um, careful particularly on the extreme element the very dark area the very bright area, right. those two elements the, 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 the very primitive images already was giving me some information. So when I was seeing, even to the the little black and white images, there was something that was not comfortable compared to what later I was seeing on the big screen. That was giving me a little alarm. Step by step, everything was improved. There was no anymore flicker and the black and white image would start to be very, very good. In fact, at the beginning of the... Um, in the 90s, they tried to put the color uh, video camera was not very good. The color camera was really terrible. I prefer all the time to keep the black and white image next to me. The The main thing that I learned that, that was very easy for the, um, the video operator to Put you the camera over there, and maybe not pay attention to the iris level of the video camera or any other element that was give you an image similar in the overall tones of what you are going to record. And this was a major lesson to me. So the the first thing that I was doing, uh, I was setting whatever light I need with light meter, and, and on that uh, knowing the kind of image I was going to have on the big screen. And I was setting the video, adjusting all the marks with the different sensitivity of the film. Before we had at least four kinds of films. So I could have on the video camera, set for bright stereo, daylight stereo, normal interior, maybe night stereo. And that started to be really great, great, great help. Because I was there really, um, uh, I, I could tell, particularly when I started to use the a light board. Uh, that was from one from the art with Mr. Francis Coppola. I was able to control with the video with the console operator next to me, and the entire set of the entire studio with just one board. And so that means I will see that table over there. and say, wow. Well, what number is that light? Number five? Okay, drop number five, ten percentage. little more, twenty percentage, better. Okay, maybe can you raise that one, number seven, maybe mm, she's a little dark or whatever, so I can start to control the light, watching the, the, the little monitor. More and more and more, when the, when the good color um, video with, with red was really important, until 90, 1983, Mm-hmm. Sony made a, in, a, in a kind of a new, um, let's say, prototype. It was called the high-definition the system. And um, they went through every single country in a million television company, and they presented this new invention. So if at that moment, if that was 1983, so it's 20... 36 years old, 36 years ago. Instead to have, in television in every, in every family, there was maybe 16 or 21 inches. They had 25 or 35 inches monitor. For them was very important because it was a kind of film experience. When you're watching a movie, you're doing this with your eyes and also with your neck. So that keeps you, your body working with the images. If the monitor is smaller, you have a, a kind of hypnotic feeling, let's say, in front of the monitor. That was in their mind. And they put this little uh, new technology, very small, in the big box they were using on the studio, because they didn't care at the box at that moment. And that was an incredible experience. I did, uh, at that moment, Italy was very <clears throat> aggressive with new technology. And uh, very intelligent, they called people they were to do pictures for, for the big screen. And they called Giuliano Ricardo, an Italian director, and myself. I was just coming from the experience with uh, Mr. Warren and Francis Coppola. And we used uh, this, this system in a very difficult uh, location, which is Venice. You don't have in Venice a uh, truck next to you. So you have the little ship on, 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 the, on the canal. So you have a kind of umbilical cord from your camera to the main uh, uh, recording system. But we have a very pretty nice color, high-definition color like that monitor. And the first day they, uh, we set the camera, we set everything so before to say no, the camera, I well, let me see the last reels. So, and I went to see the the monitor just being covered by the bright light around me. And I said, oh my God, this is the this is shot we are doing now. And this is in color and in high definition. So probably I saw exactly what we were doing, almost. I called Juliana Montalga, said, come over here. Watch this one. This is what we are doing now. We were not expecting to see so close of what we were thinking. Probably from that moment on, particularly after the record, we recorded the images, that you can see the playback. Probably you were seeing this. That was the first time that I remember that I went home in the hotel, and I was very clear. Yeah. I was not still thinking, oh my God, that scene maybe was okay, the other one maybe was little down, the other one maybe missed something. No, I knew perfect what I did. That was a major jump, major, major jump. From that moment on, mm, don't forget that any new technology in in the cinema industry usually uh, kind of dropped down the creativity. If you remember when the Tolkien arrived, practically the, um, the freedom of the camera that was moving Trying to do every single camera movement, in a, in a, to, to you know, to give the incredible impact with in the audience, and to be part of the story. Suddenly, stop it. They have to put the camera because it was too noisy into a kind of telephone booth. Practically the camera lost its own literature, even if they gain uh, the, the sound. One of the major poets that we had in Italy, uh, Attilo Bertolucci, he was the father of Bernardo Bertolucci, a very good poet, he said, well, in my opinion, cinema, from the moment, they catch the world, lost the poetry. Because before, everybody was trying to express... Cinema is an expression of images, mainly. You can not have any sound, no music, no word is cinema. If you have only music, is music, no cinema. If you have world, is theater, radio, no cinema. Only the images become cinema. So, practically before that moment, everybody was trying to express the story through images first. Later, it became the fact that everybody is telling the story, particularly when the television came into it. Most of it was up, and most everybody So, I love you, I hate you but you don't have that, uh, any anything. Those kind of evolution, uh, when particularly the film uh, arriving to be in color, that was another major stop in creativity, because uh, the, the technician at that time, they would say the color doesn't really uh, record well in shadows. So we better that we do in color, the western and outside, the, the comedy or the musical where everything is better, well lit, well even. Only the, 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 the drama can be done only in black and white. And this was a major mistake. If you're looking at the films done in the 60s, maybe, 50, 60, even very important films, sometimes, they were all flat. There was no any drama in the image. It was terrible. Very few. Like, for example, Gone with the Wind. Go, look at Gone with the Wind today, it's still fantastic. Because the director, the cinematographer, the production design, they were looking to have a very good image and they were telling the story very well. Very few, very few. Till at the beginning of the 70s, my generation came out. Um, Vimo Zygmunt, Laszlo Kovacs, Ernesto Armendros. Um, Asker Westler myself, Billy Williams, we we were the generation that we tried to uh, bring um, color into the drama. And everything was changed. What I was trying to tell you, that um, particularly in the recent time, today is more established, more or less. I say three, five years ago, there was major discussion, film or digital? or digital and uh, there was a difficult choice Mm, and most of the producers they thought that maybe it was cheaper it's not true Uh, everybody said it's faster it's not true (laughs) it looked like it depends if you're using that little video camera or or if you're using the Sony F65 in order to record an image at some kind of level so that was the argument. And um, the last movie that I did uh, in film, was my 59 movie. Because it was done in Iran, and it was about the childhood of Mohammed. It was from the birth to the 12 years old, uh, year of the prophet. And we have to shoot in the desert, 50-degree Celsius, or Fahrenheit Celsius, in the desert or near to the Persian Gulf. Uh, with the uh, some sun storm, sometime or whatever, no way that I was thinking we can thinking of that. an electronic camera has to be something solid like films. During the pre-production, production, post-production of that film, which took in three years. The industry made the, the major change, in my opinion. So when uh, Woody Allen called me, this is my answer now to you. Uh, I say, Woody. Let's be honest, progress is a word that you can uh, speed up or you can slow down, but you cannot stop it. Now, practically, uh, I think the technology is... Mm, I was kind of waiting. I did several tests uh, for Rye, for short film at the Academy Image, where I was um, teaching with the student, with the younger cine alta camera. Uh, I did a very small film with Carlos Aura, was not for theatrical realist, It was only for television. So I was updating myself, but still the kind of need that I had of viewing an image was not uh, yet ready, in my opinion. I didn't like the digital intermediate yet because, uh, you know, um, my my my. My worry was uh, filming Apocalypse Now, Last uh, Emperor, Tucker, the Buddha, in, uh, in a cinemascope format. And after, particularly in the United States, that they need the full screen, 135. Probably we were losing 40% of the picture. For me, it was a nightmare. Uh, I was lucky because a few years earlier, I went to Milano in uh, North Italy. And there is one of the fresco, which is like a manifesto of the Innocence period, uh, done by Leonardo da Vinci, called The Last Supper. Uh, I, I face that kind of painting, and I say, oh my God, I mean, it's so perfect. I mean, all the debate that they were doing at that time, uh, is the earth at the center of the world, or maybe the, the earth is turning around the sun, the sun turning around. Leonardo went way beyond. He put the human being in the middle. Focusing on Jesus. He's at the center of the world. Perfect. And everything was so perfect in balance, all the perspective and around him. And I asked him the measurement of the painting, and I remember this was 8 meters for 4 meters, something like that. Two times for one time. Mm-hmm. Two square. Perfect. So I said to myself, this is something that maybe. You know, uh, cinema started to be 1 to 133, the, the silent films. 1 to 375, the sound. The French panoramic was 1 to 166. The English, American, the German, Italy was 1 to 185. The 70 millimeter 65 negative, 70mm uh, positive was of 1 to 21. The cinema scope is one at 35, and when you cut in the screen, it's one to 40. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nightmare. So he says, maybe two to one is, uh, is uh, something that's so perfect, that maybe it's the one we should use it. So with my son, that is a, a supervisor of visual effect, we put together some concept, and we had the RB camera, I had that to us, and we prepared the camera and the screening, whatever, a technical order, do films uh, to do one so don't have to be pan scanning don't have to be everything is supposed to be the same on film and on, on, and on uh, video whatever because I think the audience need respect audience need to have uh, the feeling of sound and image the same that the, from the people that created those kind of images don't have to be alterated in my opinion Arriving to your questions, I was waiting for a camera that was able to, from the beginning, from the start, to give me one or two aspect And I was so tired to hear they tell the visual effect, and everybody was creating a world at 2K. Univision Format in Films give you a list uh, 8,000 information for 4,000, 32,000. If you want to guess less, you can do four by two, so eight thousand, sixteen thousand. The the two case, two by one, two thousand. Where are the rest? Where are the rest of the information? You lost it. So I'm resisting to have it. Uh, so I said, uh, at least I need when uh, when I, when, I need, when I'm going to do a film, there is a proper film to the list. Uh, have to be 2 to 1 aspect ratio, 4K is 16 bit. The moment that I met the Sony F65, that was the moment I said, Woody, this is supposed to be the camera we're supposed to use, and I think we should stop to running behind something that is disappearing in front of us, and we are trying to catch the last meter of contact, the last uh, developing system that is in, I don't know where. But we have to um, jump into because only if we are working inside the system, we can improve it. Is that your answer? <laughs> so. Yes. ahead. Can I have the vote? Any other questions? How was um, was this your first digital film? Now that um, was did you have you experimented or shown any commercials? Ready? Practically no, I don't do commercials, commercial i okay. uh, very rare, very rare. Did for very special commercials, particularly if there is some kind of, of um, social or humanity need, or very new technology that have to experiment, otherwise. So uh, I, I don't do it. So I, I, as I mentioned before, I did the first experiment with Sony in 1983. I used the cine Alpha just for the student doing short film at, at school. But I practically they give me the camera in you know, order that I can s- experiment. So practically I was with them supervising the work, you know? and I did with um, Carlos Aura a small movie in studio called Flamenco, Flamenco, but everything was under control. That was my previous experience. So, uh, as Society uh, said, the first complete feature film where we can have different uh, locations and different uh, space works. So both for you and for Woody Allen, it was a get Practically, as a lot of, of features, yes. Yeah. And was your work method significantly different uh, from what it what was past? Uh, uh That's the same question that I posed to Woody, what he was thinking about. No, I don't think so. Uh, but this is a um, festival because uh, I... I I'm a member of the Italian Film Academy, of the European Film Academy, and the American Film Academy, and I'm receiving a lot of films to watch it, and I really shocked, particularly in the recent time, to see the most of the picture look alike. Not only that, but practically what I discovered is that uh, many of my peers, um, particularly young, cinema the fact that the, the uh, video camera also is much more sensitive, has a sense of very high sensitivity compared to film. They probably, you can record an image almost everywhere. So they, whatever, uh, are coming and they put the camera, they, in the moment, give you an image and they probably sometimes are happy about what they see. Uh, and this is a major mistake that the film today to film industry is doing. Why? Not necessarily the the natural of the occasional light of one set is the proper one for the specific scene. You know what I mean? Because maybe if this scene that we are a group of people mm, having some a conversation for example in my opinion this is terrible light because mainly the focus is on the white table. <laughs> I, it, the white table is a catch the attention of the face of everybody. And maybe it doesn't put in in, in a good relationship what the scene is about. You know, It's mainly about the white flower and the round white table. So, what I mean, people get, uh, because they want to be faster, or maybe they don't know sometimes, or they want to show that they use very less uh, light, they don't. Uh, try to look for the kind of proper light that the scene need. So, uh, this is not cinematography, this is recording images. That's the major, major, major problem of today, in fact. And I hope the American Cinematography Magazine will uh, underline that. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask another question? Uh, What's kind uh, of subject? Um, a little bit more of an abstract question, but uh, Um, there's a lot of debate about um, on digital images especially when you have as much information as you do in this one whether you want to try to emulate the look of film in terms of Toe and, and all yeah. that. Uh, or whether you don't and want to take advantage of, of more of that range and kind of see it as a whole different way of seeing. Did you and Woody talk about whether you want to kind of emulate the response of film or whether you don't care about that? It's not question that you mm, you don't you care or don't care. No doubt that you are coming from an experience from an habit, let's say, to view one kind of images, and of course, with the new technology, you try to have a, a step forward of what you already know, no step back, usually, but we should never forget that it can never be the same. Don't forget that the human being always has the chance to and the will to express himself through, um, through images. And we started to do that in the graffiti into the cave. And we did with a little stone, making a mosaic. And the, in the painting, we, did, we went here in Muro, or we did in fresco, or we went to uh, Le wood, Leonardo, or those kind of projects. Jotto, you they were painting on wood. And after, they we went on canvas. And after canvas, we had the, the a black and white emotion in photography. And after it was uh, more refined. The, the black and white, they went in color. And after become movie images. And after become sound images. And after become panoramic. It become 3 Whatever. The um, the media, the, the the element, the material was different. But the idea was uh, always the human being idea. The, you can really you can. Uh, have, uh, for example, you, are, you have enough age in my opinion that you can remember maybe some of the film that was done by the technical uh, diet transfer, the, the famous ma- master metric system. For example, one of the last movies that I did yeah, was "Apocalypse uh, Now Redux" or "Bulard. Mm-hmm. If you remember that when we screened, the, that was in uh, 2001, probably, a country festival everybody because that's was the period of the new generation new new cinematography, new director and they were shooting really with the listen, some of the film they were done with a little video camera very primitive video camera whatever nobody was expecting an image with the kind of power of image in the color from the original Technicolor No doubt in the, in, the, in the in the early 70s, United States did the, the, the Godfather, the last film. In Italy we did nothing under with Bertolucci, and they sold the machine in China or Russia, remember? And the first thing that we did in, in a monopark like Karek, of course was different. No way that you can ever simulate it. But we, step by step, they they improved the image that you can have just on a monopark compared to, because one was a transfer, of three different uh, bl- black, uh, blank uh, material, that was absorbing the color. So it's like printing you know, on, a, on a wonderful book, uh, uh, illustrated book. It's a completely different system compared to something you go through the light to go there. Uh, now the light coming directly from the source to the monitor, probably when you watch in television, and the material is much more. Um, or I can say energetic is it doesn't have a body, so you feel that there is more there is no thickness in the image itself. it's different. So we, you should forget uh, to try to emulate in the previous one, the techno, or whatever you lost. You, you have to only think according to the story, according to the style the director, yourself, are searching uh, to uh, catch that kind of style with the technology you have in your in the moment. With your experience. You, know, you don't have to forget your experience. So the first step, of course, is always using what you know already. But you have to try to know more about what you, the new material you have, that you have in your hand. And, uh, and Woody said to me, i tell you, I, the only thing they changed uh, At the beginning, I said to uh, the light producer, we need to monitor perfectly calibrated by something, because I need to have in front of me the light board. When there is a small scene, I can do myself the light board, because it's up to explaining the change of the light according to the, and how to move, or maybe some idea that came out of the last And I have also the iris control next to me. And I need to see perfectly the image that I have in front of me. And I would like the director to see the same perfect image. So if he doesn't uh, feel comfortable, we know what we're talking about. We have, because we have the, sat- the same director in front of us. And they said to me, "Don't waste time, don't waste money," we would. He never look at. He never watch a monitor. They put over here, on go over there, just looking at the actor uh, and like that. And they say, "Okay, okay, okay," and that's what he did the first day when we did the, the, the test. <laughs> But I noticed that uh, the jacket of the actor was having uh, I mean, some kind of tonality compared to the, the the shirt he has that I was not pleased. So I said, Woody, do you mind coming to the monitor And I said, can you play back the scene? And I say, Woody, you see the image over here. This is uh, what we are recording now. And you see the jacket and the internal. This one. Would you use the pan. Yeah, I see this difference. Yeah, okay. This is exactly what we are doing. Now. It is exactly what you will see in the dailies. It's not just an image, more or less. This is the one. So if you are happy when you're watching, let me know. Because I can explain to you or we can change it. Ah, I understood. From day two, when he came on the service, where is my monitor? (laughs) (laughs) Because he knew that he wanted to see what we were doing. He was very close. I was putting all the time as close as possible, probably if this was the camera, let's say if myself was over there, I was putting the body over here, so he, he can look at the actor close, but at the same time he has the model the real scene in front. But practically now, he, you know, the Dennis, the, the editor of and says, we something wrong, what's up? We never come to the Dennis any longer compared to the other movie. I say, of course, we see Dennis while we should." <laughs> So I'm watching with the uh, timer, the, the, the colorist, taking the Technicolor, every week, Saturday, just to have fun together with the assistant, the camera operator, so we can tell to each other, oh, you see that shot, maybe you could be maybe more right, you see the composition could be better, oh, Anthony, maybe, maybe, maybe that scene, it's okay for now. But maybe when we do digital Intermediate, I would like to have maybe the the, the shadows a little darker, to be more dramatic. So just to have a a conversation between us, but we didn't need it, really. Rudy never went. (laughs) He he said to me, uh, it's different, whatever, but I didn't change my way of of directing, and, uh, and, and I feel comfortable. That's it. Can you talk a little bit about the style of the film? It's a period piece. and A little bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, I, you know, you were talking about how films uh, in the past, the image didn't quality and well, look good, and I'm just curious how you approach uh, the style of it, being that it's period. In my, in my um, way of seeing, first of all, I tried to catch the, the concept of the story. Uh, that's the first approach that I have. How I can translate to light uh, the, the kind of dramatic journey that is, that is into the story. I had the um, idea that the light uh, images through all the components of, of light, let's say, has the same possibility to transfer an, Im- uh, an emotion like a leecher with his own world music with his own note. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Second, uh, of course, the more you can uh, transfer to an audience the um, the feeling of the period. So not necessarily just for the set designer or, or the costume designer you can tell a period, but also through the kind of history we have, which kind of element already we have painting, mainly and photography. It was cinema sometimes. So, no doubt that, for example, uh, uh, my research was from um, Edward Steichen and Tamara de for one part. Arriving in in Los Angeles was more Otto Dix. You know that uh, there is always one kind of art. Art in Latin means ability. So each art means an ability in one art. <coughs> Painting, cooking, uh, uh, directing, uh, whatever, uh, Those kind of uh, um, elements, in different cases, uh, you have, for example, your son of the, one specific art, influence uh, Many, many, many other art. <coughs> uh, thinking for a moment how important was the, the sculpture during the Greek time, architecture during the Roman time, uh, painting in the Renaissance, literature in the 18th century, whatever, music in the 17th century. No doubt that uh, recent time is the image, language. Uh, we, we mainly uh, are... Um, transferring concept to images maybe. so um, there is always some period that they're making an influence to anyone there is a very specific period of time which is called uh, expressionism between uh, in Germany between the two wars was a very strong violent and traumatic look although that particularly few years later called post expressionism some uh, artists were called Otto Dix, George Kroz, Korra Felix Muller, just to say it to you, Felix Vallotton. They made such an impact in, in the visual world, they influenced every old art. The Theater of Bertolt Brecht, the musical of Kurt Weill, the photography of Stegen, Stiller, everybody, cinema. Cinema in Germany, they made a very specific. Uh, uh, a specialist uh, movie at that time the, uh, all the movie, they were recorded to daylight uh, they didn't know how creating shadows because the studio were just uh, box with, with a curtain or glass or whatever they were painting on the floor or on the wall the shadows because the, to creating the drama you need some opposite so light and shadows darkness and, and brightness whatever So cinema, more and more and more, pick up this type of of expressionism in in many films. Thinking how many, from Fritz Lang and many other directors came from Germany in United States. That was 1935, 1930. Those kind of period. So that's why uh, I was trying to use a kind of expressionist influence in in uh, in one part. Uh, no doubt, that, to give the feeling of Bronx, 1935, a Jewish family. The story is a is a story of a Jewish family living in the Bronx at that period. So, I think have to be the press with a low tonality and very soft uh, the color have to be very drained. But moving the leading character in Hollywood at that time was a kind of a, of a completely opposite world it was very sunny. Very warm and very. The perspective was like this to the, the German expressionist. When we come back to New York later on, um, practically we find a new level of New York. There was the very social uh, high level. Woody was mentioned to me uh, soon we met that uh, you see we told you there was one specific time there in New York, uh, people were going to dinner in tuxedo. Was really something important to go in It was important to go, to, to go into the film theater at one point, or in the theater. Today we go casual. Not before. Before it was something official, everything. Is. So like, that's why the title is Café Society. It was uh, the period when, uh, when the leading character is working on the old brothers nightclub. Uh, everything is now starting at a different level. He's, he's wearing tuxedo. So he's moving a different place. The light is everything more higher. And the, the sophisticated look is more from Camargo than Uh let's say softer things. Later in the movie, is go back once again in, in Los Angeles, trying to put the business over there. And, uh, and uh, I was looking more at Edward Hopper, when he had so many paintings. The, the, the light the, the, the title of the painting, Room in the Morning according to the afternoon or something like that, with a very sharp, sunny light, mainly, very warm, a different light. But something that I noticed that it could be very interesting, that whatever the living character is moving, is bringing with him some memory of visual tonality they left over there, and bringing over here. And now he's coming back, Now it's, so he's bringing the look of New York, let say, to Hollywood. And when he catches the, the, the look of the life of uh, Hollywood, he's bringing back to, to New York, another one, and so on. It's happened to me. Because I was raised in, in Italy, uh, and after more in Europe, uh, not that when I arrived in the United States, I brought my Italian style, see, my Italian knowledge, but I learned from the United States. Uh, knowledge, I say so it's always something that you give and take at the same time A practically you try to be more mature more in balance uh the worst that can happen eh, is the fact that you stay only one knowledge in on one side that you don't even know what the rest of the world maybe uh, in which direction they go probably you are stuck in one place um, so that's more or less the cinematography concert is divided in four different parts. Rocks, Hollywood. New York, Los Angeles. And how did, well, you, how did you change technically? Uh, well, what, did, what, did, what techniques did you use to contrast them? Was it lighting mostly? Was it was it Well, you on know, the... the tool that we have uh, <coughs> is, uh, apart from the set and the costume, whatever, of course the lighting but, of course, the kind of lenses and, and, and of course, the kind of way of, that you can treat the, in the laboratory, which means, particularly in digital, you can load down the contrast or you can raise up. You can have the color more saturated or, more or less saturated. Those kind of uh, elements, something that you can adjust according to the dramatic or... um, sentimental moment of the the story. So the first part is very, almost the color is almost mm, very minimal and the light is very, very, very soft and it doesn't have a very dramatic look. Everything is very down. In in the second part, the the, the light is much more bright, much more warmer and much uh, prospective stronger. Then when we go back, you see that the light is changed. Now there is much more luminosity. The 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 lens are not any more tight, but maybe more in an in an angle. And and, the, and also, if in New York always the artificial light is on. We were getting, we were giving a kind of winter look, let's say, a lunar look to New York. Very sun in in Hollywood. Now you see they also Hollywood have the light on and it's a much more drain in the car or whatever. So you, probably, you bring your experience with you, practically. And, and according to the change uh, the, in proportion of those elements that you have vision, you, you give the kind of style of, of the look. But you do it in post as well, as No, it? but very little. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, 80% on the set. 20% is, is in digital uh, in, in, uh, because you can... Uh, Balance it even more adjusting. Say. The proportion can be 80, 20, something like that. One thing very important was the camera, for example, that we discussed with Woody. Shall we use a steady camera? That was my question. Because I know that sometimes it's very convenient. But, and I used to work with a very sophisticated steady camera operator, like the inventor Gary Brown. Or Valentin Moj in France. We did several projects together, and uh, and always I tried to use for a very specific style, a very specific uh, underlying character, or one period of the story, not just because we don't want to use the truck or we want to run behind somebody, no. no. So what you said, we tell you, a picture that, uh, that uh, you know, is uh, 1935, 1940, Steady Camp seems to me kind of modern way to record the image. Maybe it's not appropriate. And I was totally agree with him. But, you will see tonight, that the story was called at the beginning a novel. Dorfman, the name of the family, a novel. Practically it's an narration, And the voice is from Woody Allen. And I said to Woody, Woody, if, if there is a narrator, the narrator do not belong at that period, do not belong on that set, not in New York, not in Los Angeles, not in 1945. It's an abstract point of view They can be later on and so on. So need a specific style in itself. So maybe the steady is there can be a good answer, you know, that we can be much more free to move the camera according to creating the kind of... Um, uh, feeling around the character I mean, so that's what we did and we changed also different lenses different camera a different uh, uh, camera movement There is no not, steady cam is never on the tripod, on the dolly. it's only on steady cam but only this narration not any other i Is it's the in, 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 in this in the entire this <laughs> I hope you will see the movie after. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, because sometimes the journalist like to take to, to No, day after they escape. They don't want no, to no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> see the movie. <laughs> no, I think because it's a very beautiful movie. Yeah. It's a very Woody Allen movie. And, uh, I really love it. And, uh, and uh, it's nice to see, very nice to see. The reviews, the reviews, very well. the reviews also talk, many of the reviews talk about his cinematography as well. Yeah. But basic uh, elements are the one I told you. It would be interesting to see what you think afterwards. Mm. Yeah. Yes. yes. Can I ask you a question about your history or upbringing? Because I was reading about how your father was a project, projectionist, mm-hmm. and it made me think of the little boy in Cinema Paradiso as maybe being you. It's me. <laughs> Is it? <It's> me. <laughs> I, I, when I met uh, Giuseppe Donatore a few years ago, I, I, said, to him, I said to him, Giuseppe, it's amazing. Uh, the story of your kid uh, is my story. Because um, no doubt that uh, for so many years my father was screening for Lux Film. Lux Film was uh, uh, what, like Paramount, a mm. big major company uh, in Italy in the 50s. I said. And they were producing many, many films. Thinking that the two line producer, producer, but below to the company were Carlo Ponti and Dino De Laurentiis. They came from that company, and my father had that um, two little screening room where he was screening days for the actors of Cinema d'Oro for foreign uh, company that they were coming to see movie to buy for uh, foreign country. Germany, French, England, whatever. And uh, he definitely screened for so many years, so many films. The, his dream was to be part of the activities. So he put his own dream on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. I was really, really young, uh, 40, 14 years old. Then 11 years old, particularly. I started to go in the first years of the uh, photography school. They pushed me to go in photography. I, to me, it was... Completely was not my, my will or my desire it was very not knowledgeable on the planet. So step by step uh, that uh, study and I was working in a little photography studio, uh, I start to like it, I start to enjoy it and I started to understand that uh, that was really my, my future, my hope to be a future. And uh, when I finished this photography school, I was so happy, so um, lucky that there was one of the greatest cinematography in Italy. He was an engineer, engineer Piero Portaluppi. As uh, far as I know, he shot, he filmed himself, mainly. You know the old edition of Bernhard? The, the, the The run of the... Um, of the, Ch- the, Ch- the Ch- child right. big, mainly he shot everything on the ground. He usually was doing Italian film or with the American he was doing the second unit by that time. And my father asked to him, engineer please my son study photography, blah he's uh, very nice, blah, blah, blah Can you take him as your assistant in a nice play movie? They say no my father was why not well, 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 he's very good and I said because as far as he tell me uh, it would be important for him to continue to study and not come to the center uh, and study cinematography in the Centro Sperimentale of Cinematography at the Italian School send him over there and after take him as a student and that was my uh, best advice they say no part of my story would you what? say that to students today? Would, like a young cinematographer? What would you say to them today? I don't understand. What would you give, what would you give as advice to a young cinematographer today? Well, you know, I, I teach for 10 years at the Academy of Images. I usually, uh, I always was taking with me in every set from the American Film Institute or the English Film Institute or the French or Italian one or two students uh, as a trainer uh, because I think that uh, one of the most important things for them is to think that not necessarily when you finish your school at that level you're ready to, uh, to be a cinematographer you have to know so many um, physical applications or your theoretical knowledge only if you are on the set So you have to start to be an assistant, and to know uh, very well the the, the physical element, uh, and try to understand uh, what is the world of composition, what is the world of the physiology of color, symbology of color, and so on, so on, so on. Step by step you learn, you you put together all this information, you, you arrive at one moment, you are mature, enough to start to be really cinematographer. In other words, um, it's very important the theoretical knowledge, not only in technology, but also in the art. And it's very important that you do a training. Nobody that came out from a, from a, um, a university of medicine is able to operate in on your heart. No Barnard did some here or, or system before to start to do that. And that's how uh, we always try to find the balance. Technology, uh, art, theory in a, in a practical experience. And, uh, and, and there is one element that is fantastic. And that's what I'm telling to my children. And now I start to tell to my grandchildren as well. There is a moment in your life where you don't make any more distinction between your duty and your pleasure. Because what you do, practically, there is this moment you understand that what you do professionally, you're writing, you're painting, your, whatever it is, doesn't matter, whatever, is something that helps you to understand who you are. Through your professional work, you try to um, give answers to your own questions. You try to understand the main um, uh, let's say uh, lead on, on, the, on your journey, the meaning of your life. When you catch that moment uh, you are you, you know you, anything you do is not an effort any longer. Because you need to do it. You need to know something that you're hungry in in order to have those kind of feelings. Uh, Young people should be careful not to be distracted. Some moment, uh, this moment for me is a very nice moment, the chance that I have to almost confess myself. And you know, every time that you're meditating, you, made a, you make a confession. If you go to a psychoanalyst, you do an investigation within yourself. Same thing as an interview. It's a great chance. One thing that I learned when I was particularly at the Centro Sperimentale, how wonderful it was to be a student. I was doing what I was loving to do, and I was doing it without any pressure. Uh, that I felt there was uh, in the industry in the in, in a, you know, in a proper set in a proper film so it was wonderful to be a student catch the moment uh, take with you put it in your pocket uh, you will need all your life to, to become, to go back uh, to be a student never stop learning thank you very much Andrew. <laughs> Now we can go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you.